Welcome back, everybody, to the Identical Draw podcast. This one, um, we have a couple special guests on with us, more than a couple. Um, but first, I'd like to thank our sponsor of Vortex Optics. We are on a new hunter muzzleloader hunt, also a little bit of a crossbow hunt. Man, the muzzleloader, we have a CVA Paramount muzzleloader with Vortex Viper 2.5 to 10 on top. Tommy, what did you think about that scope? That thing is amazing. You kept saying yeah. it was like what? It was like it was like looking high at def. HD TV. Yeah, I'm like looking down it. I'm like that deer is pristine, hundred yards out. And it's, I mean, very pretty. I mean, it's solid and low light. Yeah. Early morning, very late clear. in the day. Yep. That thing's solid. So, thank you Vortex for supporting us. Let's get into this podcast. All right, there's five of us here. Thomas is to my right, Kevin's to my left, and then Tommy and Johnny are at this table as well. Thomas does not have a mic, so I'm going to be sharing with him. I'm going to, I'll be here maybe for the intros, and then I'll hand it off to you. You can kind of get into some hunt stuff. Um, everybody knows me. I'm Nate. I really run the show here, Identical Draw. Um, I'm a better mentor, better bow shot, all around better creative human being. That's me. All right. So, but let's get to some of our new hunters. Kevin, you, you introduce yourself. I'm Kevin from Denver. Great. And this is your first hunt? First hunt. Rookie. Beyond rookie. Yep. Here um, with a bunch of seasoned veterans. Glad so to be out here. You have bear bow that we hooked, hooked you up with. Got a bear bow. How's, how's it been shooting that thing? It's too nice for me, but it's badass. Yeah. I'm loving that thing. You are shooting really good. Like we usually don't have like people bring their compounds on these new hunter hunts. Cause it's like, like unless they like have been like shooting a ton, we're like, uh, like it's, let's just shoot the crossbow. But like you're shooting like dead money, 30 launch them at 40. Like you're very solid there. And I mean, you're, you're still, I mean, how many reps have you put through the bow? Like you're still on the new, very new side from that. Right. Yeah. Second. Second range session yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like pretty money. Yeah. Sweet. We'll, we'll get, I want to talk about that more. And then Tommy, introduce yourself. Yeah. Tommy Bardsley. This is my second identical drop podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, been doing a little hunting with these guys over the years and mm-hmm. good to be out uh, shooting my first time uh, with a muzzle loader. So yeah, we were saying we've done some up Northeast Nebraska hunting a little bit. You obviously killed a doe and buck in Kansas last year with yeah. me, yeah, yeah. and then uh-huh. doe this on this trip, which we'll get into that hunt. Um, Tommy and I were discussing that. We, I think he had, I mean, still does have one of the best hunt to kill ratios in the nation. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you were on like a like a four hunt kill streak. So I think the last before today, I had shot at an animal. Four hunts in a row, which is incredible. And I was like, I was like saying for like most whitetail hunters, if they if they could be like shooting something one out of ten hunts, you're solid. I'm not taking it for granted. Yeah, (laughs) Johnny, how about yourself? Uh, Yeah, John Kanabi from Lincoln, and uh, I'm uh, also a newbie, but uh, 
I'm not very skilled like Kevin is. So <laughs> you're shooting the crossbow, money. Yeah, yeah. It's not too hard. Too modest, man. <laughs> so money. Time. You were money with that muzzle loader. These are all like technically like family members here. Everybody's like, doesn't count if you do new hunter mentorship if it like it's in the family. I'm like, I hate that mentality because I'm like, what? Like we 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 mentor random strangers. Like why should we not mentor family members that are also interested? Like that's just like that. That's the low fruit. This is Tom chiming in. At the end of the day, Kevin, you probably wouldn't hunt if I didn't introduce you. 100%. Tommy? No, probably maybe, not. Maybe no, not. John? 100%. Yep. Probably not. So here's three new hunters because we reached out to the easy guys, the the family members. Basically forced. Back to family. you. Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just get, I would get into maybe some of their experiences. So that's why I feel like I should hand this back to you. You should talk about Friday night. Any listener here needs to write in, and I'd like to hear which twin you like better on the mic. Thomas usually thinks I run the podcast a little better. I tend to agree. But also, Tom, you have some good hitters every once in a while. So I'm just going to say that. Um, so what did you did you have a, a topic you wanted to cover? All right, so we've had this we've had this hunt planned for a long time. Um, just wanted to do a December hunt, just try to stack as many does as possible. And um, so we we were early December ish still, and Nebraska has a full month of muzzleloader season, which is great, and also not great, but pretty great um, for giving opportunity. And uh, we finalized on this weekend and. Tommy and I, Tommy was lucky enough to take off work on Friday and yesterday, and I was like, let's go early so we can uh, try to kill a deer. So we drove out here earlier before Tom, Johnny, and Kevin were able to come out, and uh, we shot the Mosul loader before we went out. We set up a blind for Tom, which he was texting me tonight, not pleased about how I brushed it in, which... I think maybe he should just be appreciative for me setting it up in the first place. Uh, but, of course, he's not going to be appreciative of that. He just is, you should have brushed this in better. All the deer were spooking on it. I'm sorry about that, man. But So, Tommy and I set that up, shot the muzzleloader. What would you think? First, okay, I haven't shot the muzzleloader much, mm-hmm. but that was, those are your first ever shots. First muzzleloader shots, yeah. What do you think? CVA Paramount, first take. Yeah, really great. Um, you know, I'd shot a shotgun, been turkey hunting with you guys before, and, um, you know, shot clays. Not as much of a kickback as a shotgun, which I yep. was surprised at. I felt like it might be a little more powerful, but, yeah. John Kevin had different views. Oh. Yeah, let's get into that. What did you guys think about the muzzleloader? You guys shot it today. Uh, I don't think it had that much more kick than the shotgun. I think it was more, It's 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 just loud, but in a good way. It is loud. Less smoke. You know, but there's no smoke. And that was a little almost, you know, I mean, that's refreshing. It's clean powder. Yeah. We were expecting the Patriot level of, like, smoke and, like, muskets and stuff. Yeah, I mean, Johnny wanted Braveheart. Yeah. Right? He wanted, like, a trumpet. Like, give it it 30 seconds to, like, see the field. Yeah. (laughs) We use blackhorn powder for our muzzleloaders, and it's smokeless. Compared to white hots, it's much 
Tom's the most loader guy, so I'm going to let him get into that. He's he's really done a lot of this stuff. Um, but, yeah, the I mean, it's a good shooter. I mean, our first three shots through it were hitting a three-inch circle, four-inch circle at 100 yards, mm-hmm. and we haven't shot it since Vortex when we went to side it in with Ryan and Graham in July, August. So, I mean, that tells you something about a great um, scope and gun, just like being able to shoot money. Um, My first shot. I, I oh, was, yeah. I'm preaching the eye gap now because I relief, I relief. That's what it is. Because uh, my first shot, Nate was saying it. I didn't know what the heck he was talking about. But I should have. That's bad mentorship. I should have explained it more. I think you did, but anyways, <laughs> I uh, I got a little love tap with the with the scope there, and yeah. it was it startled me. Yeah, I was like, okay, now I'm, I'm going to make sure I keep a firm grip on this thing. And you warned us. And I so was, yeah, Johnny and I, I was preaching were to you guys the next day. Yeah. about <laughs> 10 inches away from it. And Johnny's like, should like, I, should I be able to see just like a pigeonhole of a, of a screen? And, and I was being, very you know, Tommy, you know, Tom uh-huh. said, that's not right. <laughs> if I came home without a deer I mean to and a black guy, I would be in trouble. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I learned my that's lesson. True. Thankfully it was you just a left out. When Nate told me that you got scoped, I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, bleeding yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a thing like people post their scoped on Instagram. It's just like bleeding down their face. I think that's like a good war scar, but mm-hmm. <laughs> Katie wouldn't have been happy. It's tricky because like you have to be real close to it, and if you like, you're a little just. I mean, just a hair too close will it'll bite you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll come you're lucky it didn't have that much kick though. I know. Yeah. It really. I, I thought it would, but then we actually had a couple of practice shots with it. That trigger yeah. just. It just goes faster than I, I expect. Maybe just with our shotguns we shoot. But just feels like as soon as I start to squeeze, boom. Yeah. But, I mean, the, just the consistency of that is just phenomenal um, out of that Paramount. Um, so, yeah, we sided. That thing was dialed. Took three shots. We were like, let's get to the field. Got out there a little late, I will say. But it was like, whatever. We're going to give it the last hour and a half of the night. So we worked in through this big field. Um, by the way, we are on permission ground. Their buddy Jacob Stop, who we were out here rifle hunting with, he the, the family's very generous to let us come out here and shoot some does. So we went back into this area, spooked some deer getting in because we were late. I was like, uh, I I would have loved to be there at three, and we were getting in at like four. But we're like, I'm just like, let's just go there because I think there'll be a steady stream of deer coming our way. Our wind's good. Let's just get there. Even if we spook another group, I don't really care. So we were there. I mean, got set up around 4. I mean, we didn't see anything till 4.30-ish. And then I told you, I was like, if we don't see anything by like 5, we're going to work our way back to this field and look at it. Mm-hmm. And uh, from 4.45 to 5, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. We had... Three deer, three does, and a young buck moved to the south of us, like 130 to 140 yards. But we were hunting on the ground, and it's very thick timber, tons of like deadfall, and no shot. No shot. And so uh, we were just like, we had this like little opening in front of us that was like 70 yard max on a shot. I was like, man, I just really want something to stroll through here. Probably right around five. I looked like to the left, like past Tommy. And there's two does starting to come out. I'm like, that's good. <clears throat> They're already in range. Now we just have to get them broadside and in the clearing. So the next like 10, 15 minutes was very 
like lots of communication going on because basically there's this like little line of trees to the left and like kind of out in front of us that those deer like it's just like they knew to keep that in between us they they like they were onto us just with a little bit of movement did it help that did it help that tommy had some hunting experience it definitely did it definitely did because like We've like talked through those shooting scenarios. Our communication was good. Yep, and also filming. Like I'm like, I need you to tell me before you're gonna squeeze the trigger. Make sure I'm on the same. We're on the right deer. Blah blah blah. And then also just you like making sure. Hey, make sure it's broadside. Make sure you're taking your time, not rushing it. So man, there's just okay. There's a close doe. And there's a far doe. For a long time, you didn't see the close doe, mm-hmm. and that was tricky because I was like, Do you see the close one? And like, No, I see one that's like looking to the right. And I'm like, There's one like. 40 yards closer. There was like a... That's kind of staring at us. You could see it. And then eventually, uh, she moved over just a little to the left. And then... Which, to be honest, they just like blend in so well in that timber. Mm -hmm. These cottonwoods, that's like seeing white tail sometimes all you get. Like, it's insane. They're just... They're camouflage. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Um, So there's like... 10 minutes of this doe kind of under like kind of like freaking out but like not freaking out enough to where she's gonna leave but like she was just really curious she was yep. going left like and she right was going to the left like you know 10 yards and then come back mm-hmm. right 10 yards and then left and she was looking at us the whole time and, so and we needed the yeah. iPod yep. back and forth we needed her to either go 20 yards to the left or 20 yards to the right and she was like staying in this like 10 yard window yeah I was like damn it um it's back and forth and so She'd like start to walk hard to the left. We'd be like, okay, okay, all right. And then she'd stop. And then she'd like start walking hard to the right. And then she'd stop. And that I'm like, but just be patient. We were just like, mm-hmm. like just we're, we will wait for the perfect situation. Or if she busts, she busts. And then finally she peels off to the right. Yep. Tommy, yeah, what, yeah. what'd you think? Finally came out behind that cedar and that huge um, fell tree that was there. And uh, I was like, yep, one on the right. And just lined her up and um, yeah, probably 60 yard shot, but yeah. like pretty clean 60 yeah. um, right there. And I was like, yep, got her and um, took her out. I looked shot. back on the footage. I was like, that looks like cinder mass. We're good. Um, I will say the one thing we've heard about these, uh, what are the bolts we're using? Power belt is sometimes the blood trail is not great. And that was a little true. I mean, we, we struggled to find blood. Mm-hmm. We had probably gone 60 to 80 yards after the shot, just like knowing where she'd went. And I finally picked up a little bit of blood. And then within 15 yards, she was just piled up. Right. Yep. But there was like, there was a, I don't know how you were feeling, Tommy, but like in my head, there was like a slight, like, wonder if we needed to give her the night. I need like, like the shot was hard to tell exactly where it was. And I like, it wasn't like heart or like, like front double long. It was like probably, some long, maybe liver, because she was like a little quarter too. So I was like, we'll see. And then w- once I found that first blood, I was like, that's a good sign. But I was like, I was very surprised to see her like right there. Just yeah, like just white right belly. In the corner. Yeah. It was like my first one. Like I had like been like, like just staring at the ground so hard. And I look up and she's like point blank. Yeah. It was what, like, what like what time of right day up. was it when you guys found her? It was like getting dark. It was like 530. Found her at 530. Yeah. Once the light's getting low. So, like, our blood trailing was, like, okay, we started our blood trail, like, not needing a phone light or, like, a headlamp, and then we Just ended, light, like, yeah. needing to have light to be able to see. Um, guided it out in the field. 
But that's your third deer. Third deer. Very yeah. large doe. Yeah. Like good sized doe. Tons sure. of fat cleaning her up. Tons of fat. Um, freezer filler. Yeah. What? Now shooting two deer with a bow, one with a muzzleloader. What? What's your? What's your vibe on the gun versus the bow? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, definitely easier with the gun. Yeah. I mean, um, and uh, I mean, yeah, I you know picked it up in a day and was fortunate enough to kill a deer. So yeah. Um, I mean, I can you know, I, I think I'd probably prefer archery. Yeah. I like the challenge a little bit more, but um, you know, I can see the appeal of a muzzleloader. And yeah. I mean, this gun is great. It's awesome. So yeah. um, definitely plan on doing it again. Yeah, I mean, especially with a month-long long season, I mean, you could really fill some tags with the muzzleloader. Um, yeah, I just feel like after muzzleloader hunting with you and then, like, archery hunting tonight with a compound, I'm like, they have to be that close? Like, <laughs> like looking at, like, 30 yards is like, they're going to be on top of us. Like, it's just different after being like, okay, all we got to do is, like, have them 130, 150, and in. And then now you're like, nope, I need them at 30 yards. Like, whoa. Just, it's just different. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'm going to hand it over to Tom. You guys can, you can kind of get into today. All right, here I am. So myself, uh, John and Kevin, we got in after the successful hunt of Tommy and there's nothing better than coming driving into camp when there's already deer in the back. Cause then the pressure, the pressure's off. John even said, he's like, now I don't have to. I don't have to break the seal. So, <laughs> good job, Tommy. Uh, I wasn't that surprised when I when they sent me the photo. I was like, uh, that was bound to happen. Uh, but anyway, we uh, we headed out to a new spot Saturday morning, and this is where I made a mistake. Nate and Tommy drop us off. I'm like, okay, first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna load this muzzleloader right here, uh, and then like make our final ascent into our morning spot. And <clears throat> I'm like doing everything right. I'm, I'm pouring the, I'm like explaining myself. Like we pour the powder down the barrel. Then we put the bullet, the power belt bullet down and we compress it down with the rod. And, but then like I'm pushing the, the, the bullet down and I, I don't have any more real estate on the rod that I pushed. I'm like, one, this is not good. I have not gotten full compression. This rod is this. So we have, I, I, <clears throat> I brought two different rods to be able to push the bullet into the Mosel loader so that we could each have one. And apparently they're different lengths now that I know. And the one I had was, was too short. Probably like pretty dang close to working, but, just a little bit too short. And when I pulled it back up, the part of the bullet came with it. And then that was like part two, like this is not good. So the morning turned into just a crossbow hunt, which was not ideal at all because uh, we had deer in muzzleloader range in the morning. But um, there's, I thought through options, but just there's, Really no messing around with the muzzleloader. Um, I just didn't want to have to take any risks. Uh, I thought about having Nate and Tommy come back, but um, at the end of the day, I felt like it was best to just 
stick to the crossbows, figure it out midday. But we had a, I mean, we had a good morning hunt. Um, because of the change of plans and only hunting with crossbows, um, I tried to get ourselves a little bit closer to the tree edge, to the fence line, to anything that I thought a deer would work through. Um, so we ended up all sitting in this this natural blind that, I mean, it, it actually worked out decent. It wasn't, I wouldn't say any of us were comfortable. Right, John? Not terribly comfortable. <laughs> yeah. So, but we did, we saw deer and we had deer within muzzleloader range. So I was just, I've been, you guys can probably tell, I've been, I've been slightly more upset today just because of that. Cause one deer, one more deer would have been shy for that muzzleloader um, situation had to work would have worked out but um they were all over us man yeah we we saw more than what? 10 deer yeah i was gonna say we all had within 100 right? yeah we, yeah we had we had plenty within muzzleloader range I, I think the closest was in like that 80 yard ballpark and um we got a couple others working like towards us and it, it was a good morning like if we would have had that muzzleloader um working we would have shot a deer so the morning was kind of a bust there we didn't we sat till nine. Um, Nate and Tommy, Tommy, what you, what your, what was your morning? Yeah, no, our morning hunt. Um, we worked same area we were last or yeah, last night. We didn't quite get into the um, the trees there, so we stayed in the field and we're working the field. Yeah, um, we saw we had a lot of action. Most were too far, and we had a couple does that popped out, but saw us right away. Just came out of the timber right away um and uh was staring at us i mean i had her in the crosshairs but it was total just you know straight on shot no shot so late season nebraska deer they're just Mm -hmm. they were just shot at for three weekends in a row with rifles because there's there's a landowner rifle season as well um so they're just they're they're just more skittish now than they would be in october and I think we've all kind of seen that this, this weekend, but, um, so we basically we met up, we tried to fix the one muzzle loader, um, but decided that we were going to just take what we had. We still have crossbow that we shot a ton midday. Um, Johnny and Kevin, what's your, what's your take on, on the crossbow? It's fun. It's super easy to pick up. Yeah, for sure. And the scope on it was super Nice. Like you were shooting, you were shooting kill shots, first, second shot through the thing. Yeah, and it's like it's not intimidating either. Is what's nice about it too, because like I've shot a compound bow, and it's there is a lot of work that needs to be put into that, and a lot of, you know, Kevin, time. you've you've spent time with both compound and, and crossbow. What's Johnny's modest. He's good with it. It's. I mean, yeah. I mean, you guys had it, and the guys you worked with. I mean, you, this that thing is just dialed in. Yeah. I mean, we had kill shots from 40, 30, 20. You smartly had us at, at 40. So by the time we were doing everything inside, mm-hmm. I mean, that thing is just dialed in and that scope on there. Yeah, so we're, we're shooting so the, the Bear X crossbow. Um, it's called the Constrictor. And it, it's, it's killed. We're shooting like the newer version right now, but the, the older version killed many deer for us with the new hunters. There's pros and cons of crossbow. I'm not going to get into it all now, but um, 
for new hunters, they're ideal because you can just pick it up, learn a couple things, try not to chop off your thumbs, and, and you're set. First day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, mind the fingers. Yeah. yeah, that's that's it. And then, Kevin, you, you've uh, shot some compound, and you spent some time at archery shop. Kind of talk through that and, and what you've kind of learned in the last couple weeks there. Yeah, I got fitted over at the, I mean, give me the, what, Bear Legend Pro. Yeah, Whitetail Legend. Yeah. Whitetail Legend. I mean, that thing's awesome. Mm-hmm. I went and got it fitted at uh, West Coast Archery. Because um, you, you said you're from Denver, but you're yeah, living in I, Cali right now. I live now. in Cali now. And I uh, went and got it fitted. Uh, got it dialed in for 20 yards. Uh, got it back out here, and I think we were shooting at mostly 30. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the thing, if it's dialed in, I mean, it's just, personally, I like the compound. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a little bit more challenging. Um, but then again, I'm a rookie on all of these, all of the above. So, I mean, I just feel like you guys have, they're very complimentary. Yeah. Like, I'm actually glad that I'm not, you know, perhaps for the first kill, we'll get to hopefully that in the morning. Yeah. Um, you know, muzzle loader, maybe crossbow. Mm-hmm. Keep practicing on the compound. Yeah. Although I feel like I have it dialed in from 20. Yeah. You're I'm shooting like mostly, you know, within that four inch plate. Yeah. For the lack of shooting, you're shooting great. And because um, with compound, it just, it just, at the end of the day, it just reps. Like, Tommy, you can mm-hmm. speak to that too. Like, I think you kind of had an eye opening moment with your first doe kill because you're like, I'd been shooting, but like, not a ton. Mm-hmm. And then that was like, you just need to be, yep. you need to always feel comfortable with that thing. Because when that deer steps out, it's a whole different ball game, and you had wished you had a thousand reps through the thing. Yep. Um, but it's, it's tough to explain it to like, a new hunter because you just haven't felt that experience yet, but you can like speak to like probably the feeling that you had mm-hmm. after shooting the doe, which you, you killed, but like, wasn't the most ideal shot last fall. Right. And then you made took a couple, you, you thought about it and you put in some more work and you made a perfect shot in your buck, which yeah, a month later. Yeah. Just a month later. So it just takes, there's just things you can't see like, and that's hard to explain. There's things you just can't realize um, when you're shooting at a at a target that you'll experience when you're draw when you're full draw at an animal. It's just a different ball game. Oh yeah, reps, reps, reps. Yeah, we try to. I mean, we shoot pretty religiously through the summer, but um, I mean, the, the 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 weeks leading into the season, it's a it's an everyday thing. Just so you're set on it, but. Um, so we covered our Saturday morning hunt. Midday, we spent just shooting, just getting reps through the crossbow so that, John, you could feel comfortable. I wanted to get that crossbow dial to 40 yards, and we did. Um, and Tommy diced up the deer. So we got a lot of just, a lot of things done. We were shooting. shooting. Kevin was shooting the compound. We were shooting the crossbow. We were cleaning the deer. Um, and then it was time for the evening hunt. We got um, Tommy and Nate out early. And then I wanted to take John and Kevin to shoot, shoot the muzzle loader, and we got it dialed in. You guys were feeling pretty good at 100 yards. Um, and then we set out for our evening hunt. 
our, I'll, I'll get into ours first. Our, our plague was just the blind. The, the deer just didn't love what they were seeing. Um, multiple times throughout the evening, we, were, we had deer walk, um, working in our way on the neighbors coming to our ground. And when they got to that, like 150, 200, you saw it too, Kevin, I think they, they just like, I don't know if it was wind or blind, but they were, our wind was supposed to be heading the other way, but like looking back, it was kind of showing like variable wind. Um, they just got to a certain distance and would just turn around and they weren't having it. So, um, our evening was a bust. Tommy, you saw some deer, but mainly on the neighbors. Yeah, we saw a few deer. But, yeah, neighbors and, um, yeah, too far off. So Nate uh, actually hunted, and this was my first time as a cameraman. Yeah. So, And uh, Nate said he'd consider hiring me. There was a few good shots <laughs> I had of a squirrel <laughs> and a young buck. Is this, are we talking photo or video? Video. Uh-huh. All right. Video Zoomed doesn't make money. Focus, yeah. So stay tuned for that on Instagram. <laughs> me and Kevin were, like, just scrolling on our phones, and John was like, there's a gray horned owl looking straight at us. And I've been watching it for about 30 minutes. You guys want to see? I couldn't see the action. So just I was telling just, us. Say the word again? Yeah. You, you literally waited 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, I was, I was in one part of the blind where I couldn't see all the fun stuff. So I was just, I was just <laughs> searching for something. To I kind of felt bad because I kept looking for deer and you were kind of just like sitting there. Well, I would try to give you a play by play. but. There, the play-by-play has definitely got me uh, nervous and excited, but then that started to wane after, like, hour number two. Yeah. <laughs> but I was still ready at the very end, and then I saw the owl, so that, you know. Um, that what, up. Nate, what kind of owl would that be for for this area? Like a, a barred owl or a great horned owl? No, he didn't give a hoot. I got a photo of it, but... He had horn. He had, yep. He looked like an owl. That's all I could say. <laughs> Slash that much you know. mountain goat. Okay. Any like big new hunter questions we want to ask them? Well, we always ask for the advice. You guys are you guys are turning from new hunter to amateur. Any advice that you would give a new hunter going into a weekend like this? Or just like anything that you've thought of, like that maybe Nate and I didn't mention to you. Archery stuff, deer hunting, and gym. anything that was like, why, did, why didn't they tell us this? I'd say one, get a good pair of boots if you're going. We've there. had multiple people say that before. Nate, I'll let you. I think that's essential. I think two, know your limitations. Don't go over your skis and get someone who knows what they're doing. And uh, yeah, and I'd say you know for the at least for the compound, if I was using it, not going too strong on the on the draw weight. Be that, surprised what can what can what can take out a whitetail. Um, of course, you need to have enough reps to be confident to hit that four inch plate from twenty. Um, but same principle, just knowing exactly what needs to be done, and you don't have to go necessarily more especially if you're going to be doing a bunch of reps as a, as a rookie. Yeah, we were discussing that Kevin's got his bow set at 50, which I think is ideal for somebody that's, like, going to be putting a lot of reps in and, like, still figuring out things and not having to hold a bunch of weight back. I think we were talking about, I think it, 
it is a bit of a, I feel like a lot of new hunters, uh, okay, pulling a lot of weight is kind of like the hot thing to do these days, which I think is just dumb because you can kill everything under the sun. I, I mean, 50 pounds, 60 pounds, you're totally good. Um, so just pull what's comfortable. That's what I would say. It's that same question. John, do you have any, you have any thoughts from this trip? I think Kevin had some good ones. Um, no, not really. I, I mean, first time I'm hunting out here, it's just, I've had a lot of fun and I think you guys covered most all the bases that I care mm-hmm. about. So, and, uh, I had a little bit of a better pair of boots than Kev. So <laughs> I think he has good advice. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, better, but warm. You guys can probably hear me, but did you guys ever feel like we were like just tossed into the wolves, like, or did you feel like we properly explained things? And um, did you guys feel like you like things were safe? Were you comfortable, like shooting things, or? There's probably a little nerves with the mobile motors. Yeah. Like, yeah. Myself. Yeah. So, like, were we uh, comfortable and like felt safe? The I, I would think like yes, um, and I was lucky enough because I've you know shot uh, a few times before and just having that awareness of like before this we're all kind of uh, vocal with each other and I don't think I felt mm-hmm. weird in any way like it was just communicate like yeah that. yeah yeah communication especially if you're doing the multiple weapons yeah in the same yeah. blind yeah right like different types not even just all rifle not all mm-hmm. muzzle loader right but even having our strategy of the extent that you're not going to clear the field with a with a crossbow, and just knowing and just overly communicating that that was pretty important, right? Just like at least going in with an intended plan of action, knowing it's probably all going to go to hell. But you know, depending on what your nerves do once all the exactly. all the deer start scattering, um, but at least you have at least some intended plan. I think is better for a novice going in without a clue on how they'll act and just talking through some of those scenarios for, for uh, a newbie, I think it's pretty helpful in terms of, especially how you see them coming out of the brush, depending if they're going to go broadside, knowing how to wait. <laughs> and if they go quarter away, all of that fun yeah. stuff and shot placements big time. Yeah. I mean, Johnny had a shot placement map up, which is <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> up until the, the up until the last minute, which oh, is yeah. huge, and I asked to look at it again. <laughs> Doesn't hurt. Oh, dude, no, that's money. Like I remember before Why I took you? before I took Dad on his first archery hunt, I sent him pictures of turkeys, like three or four different, with like turkey pictures with like red dots where to shoot. I'm like, actually having that stuff is extremely helpful just to stare at, because yeah. like once you get it up, you're kind of like, I mean. I mean, we've had new hunters that just like black out, just like don't even remember pulling the trigger and just like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I know. And yeah. it's just because like, there's so much going on. There's All so right. much going on. And then it's just like, whoa, mm-hmm. that's insane. What just happened? Like, did I put the pin where I needed to? It's almost like reps, but like in like the easiest way possible, just like repeatedly yeah. looking at the spot that you want to Correct. like in the moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's big time. Yeah, and maybe this is just for the compound, but just distance and relative to what the deer's reaction and duck or you know is going to be i feel like that is underappreciated based on like just the normal standard education courses if you will i was telling i was about to tell you tommy tonight's hunt if something came in i was going to tell you i'm going to aim underneath the deer because mm-hmm. i was like there's no sound like it's still I guarantee you if I launch an air at one of these freaking 
like riled up does that she's going to drop like a mother. Like I'm talking like 10 inches very quickly. So I was like going to put it underneath her heart. I was like, if I miss completely, I miss completely. I guarantee she's going to drop right into that arrow. Just be money. And I think that's something that people just like look at deer anatomy. and They're like, okay, I need to shoot them right through the lungs. But like most of the time, if you just shoot for like at where the lungs are actually at, you're probably going to hit high, especially with pressure deer like this. And how much are they that much more skittish to your point late season? Definitely. They've just been shot, you know, for months. Like, Mm -hmm. Tommy, those does to the west of us this morning, Mm -hmm. they literally ran across the field. They weren't being chased. Mm -hmm. They just didn't want to be in the open because, like, Mm -hmm. they've, like, been in the open and gotten shot at or, like, been around bucks getting shot at. So, like, you could Mm -hmm. see, like, they were chilling the timber, Hauled ass across the field, chilled in the timber. Because we had good wind. We yeah, silent. Yeah, Nothing was chasing them. There's not, literally nothing chasing them. So it was like, they're just high, they're just high strung right, right now. But that's how it's going to go for, so it keeps them alive too. But yeah. What do you guys think about, um, like, when you think about whitetail hunting, like what, what makes you, like, enjoy it? Like, is it like, uh, there, for, for me growing up, it was all about like the, uh, camp family vibe for our annual pheasant hunt. It was like one time a year. Um, that was really what, like, I loved the most, just like the family time and also just like being outside and being a part of like dudes being excited. But I mean, since then, like right now, things that really get me jacked up about white tail hunting is like the story of an old deer the management it takes to like have all these things like work out like really fully understanding deer movement to be like be really extremely dialed those things. But like this camp vibe never changes. Like having people having dudes hanging out and hunting is like something that I will always enjoy. But like what, like are there specific things that you guys have like picked up over just, I mean, we've only 24 hours basically, but like, of either the camp vibe you really enjoy, the scenery you really enjoy, seeing the deer. Johnny, you were talking about like, like feeling a little bit of like, like you said, like, like mentioned like slight panic, which yeah. I think is actually a good word. Oh no, it was panic. Because <laughs> <laughs> even I, to this day, don't let like I'll here. feel that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, so I, I like that a lot because I think that's also something really specific to hunting like that, like comes on so fast. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I, I definitely came here for, like, camaraderie and, like, mm-hmm. just it's it sounded really fun. And also, honestly, if I'm being completely yeah. honest, the easiness of the crossbow, very, yeah. very, like, tempting. But, it's uh, convenient. It is. It is. Yeah. But uh, the uh, when we got in there and, like, we had these does coming up real close, um, it was pretty exhilarating. Mm-hmm. And that I haven't experienced that before in this kind of a setting. So, like, yeah, a... Uh, Definitely makes sense now why you guys are like a little addicted to the really fast. This on this morning hunt, I like look at John and just because I, I wanna be a good mentor, I wanna figure like how like I wanna be in the brain of John, I like turned to him and I was like, Are you nervous at all? What'd you say, John? Okay, I said no, obviously. You said no. <laughs> Can you give the, what time did you ask this question? No deer around. I was just, yeah, we you were just holding your here. crossbow. I was yeah. just like, but I was asking that because like, this is the first time you've ever been in the hot seat. Yeah. Like yeah. Y- you had the potential to shoot a deer for the first time ever. So I just wanted to gauge, I was gauging the room and I was like, 
wondering if you were nervous, but then you well, said. Well, to show, like, when that thing gets up in there, like, right next to you. Because as soon as that deer starts, and that deer's within 100 yards, yeah. it's a different ball game. Oh, yeah. And your heart starts racing. Yeah. But, it, like, yeah, I can, like I said, I can totally see the draw. Like, it's it's uh, kind of addicting. Yeah. What was the question you asked? What they really enjoy about Kevin. Kevin, Tommy. Any, like, small thing that you've, like, caught on to Kevin you I've heard you say like just the landscape around it's just like it's not what you're used to seeing well I mean the landscape when the sun breaks in the morning that's phenomenal right Mm -hmm. and then obviously the sunset right but just that first you know you're you're going through and just trying to find your spot that's that's nice but frankly you know the camaraderie is great but you know you know that's coming what I didn't appreciate was frankly just the silence once you're out there yeah that that's that's good. Yeah. That's gold. Kevin, you're you're stealing what I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like that's there aren't you're like, not to think a thing. You just there just aren't waiting. other situations so like nice. in the the life of a human where you're just like you're just there it just calm all around. Yeah, you. we just kept hearing, you know, turkeys going those, off. Those turkeys were yeah. going buck wild in the in the brush. That was great. Yeah. But I mean it was just, you know, periodic and then it would just be dead silent. Yeah. Right, and you're literally trying to hear, you know, potentially does coming, and mm-hmm. then when you do hear it or someone, you know, signals, then your heart starts pumping a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That that's fun because you never know how you're gonna feel. Yep, I was very ready. Yep. Hopefully, we could use that tomorrow. Yep, I think so. <laughs> Tommy, you've obviously you've had more time to think about this question. What's you, like what like what are you always looking forward to on a weekend? I love getting out. I mean, I'm an accountant, so I'm sitting in an office on a computer. So getting out in nature is, I love it. And uh, especially this, like this hunt, um, just, yeah, the silence. It's so, I think everybody needs it from time to time. And uh, so just being able to sit still, listen to the the leaves, the breeze, um, and get a chance to see a lot of deer. Yeah. Um, just, Just being watching that doe jump over the five foot fence. Like I know they can jump a lot higher, but I'm like, this is so cool being out in nature. Yeah. Um, getting to, you know, kill a doe is a bonus, but, uh, the landscape and yeah, the sunrise sunsets, um, just taking it all in. It's, it's been really cool to see your progression, Tommy, because like you obviously like didn't start hunting. Mm-hmm. You're a newbie. And, um, so 2020 you had your elk hunt. 21 was your deer season mm-hmm. and this year you've obviously you, you shot the doe this trip and that's been basically your year but the interesting thing is talking to your wife katie my sister um this week she she brought up the fact that like you actually like hunting like you <laughs> talk of she is you what surprised her that she brought up to me was like she she's like tommy talks about hunting like, uh-huh. like he does like other things he really loves, <laughs> and like <laughs> as your mentor is like, yeah, like we got him, we got him. <laughs> yep. But um, that was like that was just awesome because it mm-hmm. it takes some time to like really like form this like it takes like a killer two, mm-hmm. um, I think to like really like like form connection with it. But then like to have it be something that just kind of like 
every once in a while it's just like triggering mm-hmm. triggering in your brain it's just kind of something different so yeah i joke sometimes we've got two cats and sometimes <laughs> on one of them who's a little more annoying i, I look at shot placement on my cat yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so i do think about just it staying sharp <laughs> so yeah no i i do love hunting and uh yeah that's been your guys influence so thank you for introducing me that I, I that's awesome to just it. to because i think everybody like i don't know there's it's it's hard to not love hunting because it just it just slows you down and uh, there's nothing not fun about it. I mean, waking up early is about the crappiest thing, but then every, it just gets better as you get into the day. So tomorrow morning, um, Nate's gonna take John, I think, with the crossbow. I'm taking Kevin, and we're gonna just make it happen. Um, Nate, you're gonna get tight with and just close quarters, with, hopefully with with some deer movement and then Kevin and I are going to go to a spot where we think we can get something within the 135 yard range, which we're hoping for. So wind's good. Last question. Tenderloin or back straps? <laughs> I thought you were going to say which management's better. Nebraska or Kansas. Um, so, Nate made a pretty like blanket statement that tenderloins overrated, which for the most part, I, I actually kind of agree, but the, you just can't debate the fact that you can't screw up the tenderloin and it's just soft as heck. Nate, that you d- <laughs> Here's the reason. Here's the reason that I think tenderloins a little overrated. It's tiny. Like, like after you cook that thing down, a single person could eat both tenderloins at a meal. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one reason. Off a of whitetail, that's one reason I think it's overrated. Secondly, I think it's, I think every Tom, Dick, and Harry that hunts is like, oh, I love the tenderloins. It's because, it's because you kind of suck at at preparing wild game meat, and it's just like the thing that you <laughs> can't screw up. Yeah. Um, that's why I think I'm like, dude, if I had to live on tenderloin is backstrap because we can't have a podcast without arguing tenderloin is the Uber of deer hunting because it's it the just, hot, it's just it, a hot topic. It's just, it, if, if somebody's going to like post about like eating a deer on social media, yeah, it's tenderloins. Yep. They're small, but like, at the end of the day, you just can't. Sounds it, like quality, okay. not quantity. It, okay. They're tasty. Don't get yeah, me wrong. They're it. tasty. But it's also like if you gut shoot a deer, they're a little ruined. If like certain things, they're very like volatile. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me sum it so up. So I'm here. like, if I I'm if, just like if if you could choose one for life, it's the backstrap. But if you had if you had President Joe Biden over for dinner, you'd send the you you'd grill up the tendies. I would not. That's where you're wrong. I would I would actually go back leg steak. You you'd probably give them. <laughs> but the I'm gizzard. just saying. Okay, yeah. It, I mean, it doesn't really need to go on. But I'm just like, okay, tenderloins. At the end of the day, everybody praises them because they're easy and whatever. But I'm just like, I think they get too much press. I think, and I mean, back straps like they still get pressed. But I'm like. The whole deer is tasty, folks. Yeah, it is. 
I, so I'm I saying, did some uh, these corn fed whitetails, man. They're all tasty. I did some uh, um, slow cooking on the back, some of the back hams and tacos, man. Did the trick. I'll give my mic back to Johnny, and they can have their last couple thoughts. All right. Well, we seriously appreciate all you guys coming on this hunt. It's not going to be the last. We need to do another one. I'm really hoping that we at least get another deer tomorrow morning. We're going to see. I'm going out with John. Tom's going out with Kevin. Tommy's cleaning up his his game from, from last night. Um, I think it's very realistic to, to, to get one more deer. I'm feeling good about that. But we can go around. Any closers? Any thoughts for the weekend? Um, if you guys have anything, if not, then I'll, I'll wrap it up. But seriously. Can't say the update. You want to get into that right now? Ken Sadie update. We usually give one of these on the podcast. Um, a buck that we, well, Tommy has experience with as well. Um, a buck that last year we had a bunch of encounters with. He was three and a half last year, four and a half this year, young 10. He's dead. Uh, um, neighbor killed him. <laughs> Uh, during rifle season, during the massacre. Um, definitely a bummer. A very homebody to our, our Kansas ground, but at the end of the day, they're traversing through a bunch of different landowners, and um, they get shot. They get shot by rifle hunters. That's it. All right. Pete. Tommy was a little pissed. It was funny. We, we texted Tommy because, like, you shot uh-huh. through that deer's back last year. He lived. He was unharmed. Um, but... I feel like we were kind of like holding out on that deer for you. <laughs> I know you guys away. are being generous. I know. Yeah. I'm like, it's, um, it's my deer, but it's not it's my deer. Unicorn. <laughs> and you said something that really hit home. You're like, we can't be attached to these things, but damn it. It sucks. Or something like that. Yeah, I know. Like, like that ah, is exactly right. Cause like it it's a deer, it's a deer. It's a wild deer. No high fence tier. They can go wherever the heck they want. Anybody can shoot them. Yeah. They could leave the mm-hmm. County. But man, we do put a lot of effort into them to like trying to get them to a certain age and like have this story work out. So when you get that pick of like somebody that you like, I guarantee that dude's not running cameras. This is probably the first three hours of his hunting season and young Ten's dead. And like, damn it. Nothing wrong with being a newbie. Nope. That's true. <laughs> but I'm like, my manager said to me, I was like, ah, I wanted that deer. But I mean, that's just what happens. So. That's the Kansas City update. Cameras have been super active with dogs, which we've had some good discussions here. Um, the dogs are taking over our property. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for being on. We'll wrap this up. Tomorrow morning, we're going to kill a deer, and uh, that's a wrap. Thanks for having us. See you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.